lasting longer than the European Super League. It's the hot cast. I am Hot Time in Old Town Fire Editor Rubitesh. And joining me as always is RJ. RJ, we're trying something different. We're recording Tuesday morning. How are you feeling? Pretty good. And I think we've actually done this before. I think in the first season. Never this early, though. It is now 9.17. A.M. Central time. Central time. And the Chicago Fire are not in last place. That actual that uh, dubious distinction actually belongs to the team they play this weekend, the New York Red Bulls, which we will talk about later in the show. First, though, we have to discuss what happened on Saturday against Atlanta. So, RJ, I ask you, what happened on Saturday against Atlanta? A really good goal against the Fire. Like, I think contender for one of the goals for the season and after that the fire just you know fire gonna fire yeah um so i was i was kind of out of it and i'm still sort of out of it because i got my covid vaccine on friday um so i didn't tweet or really take good mental notes of the game i just sort of watched it and reacted which I don't get to do much. So it was an interesting experience. Because um, usually when I watch the game, I'll like analyze it and, and try and find points to, to go back and, and watch uh, from my Monday article. Um, but from what I can recall of the match, first of all, the thing I noticed right off the bat is that people need to stop complaining. Like, complain about the defense, yes, but complain about the defense when they actually deserve it, like on the the own goal. Don't complain about the defense when Ezekiel Barco kicks it into the wall, it ricochets basically right back to him, and then he hits a worldie into the Did did anyone actually... Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like one or two on the hashtag, but I think that goal from both sides was just universally praised. No, I. That was my left... I'm sorry. Damn it, RJ. <laughs> Quit scaring the people. Um, and yes, I'm leaving that in. Uh, did I? I did see some people complaining about the defense because, like, and I sort of get where they're coming from because it was out of at that point in the game. Um. It was their fourth goal off a, given up off a set piece in the season. Or third goal? Was it the third? Yeah, because they lost. Yeah. Third. It was the third goal in a row given up off a set piece. But there's really nothing you can do there. Um, Ezekiel Barco is when he's magic. When he's good. When he, yeah. And, and he's, you know, one of the things I was reading from the Atlanta point of view is uh, all through preseason and, and through these first two games for them, he has been good more often than he used to be. Uh, his decision-making is better. His consistency is more consistent. Yes, I realize what I just said. Um, <laughs> it's a Tuesday morning. Right. Uh, but 
Yeah, he uh, he's getting better and he's getting good. And, and Atlanta is going to be hard pressed to hold on to him. Uh, he's good. And the, the fire just ran into, at least at that moment, a Ezekiel Barco who couldn't put a foot wrong in the first half. And frankly, we're kind of lucky just to be down one nothing going into halftime against a team that, uh, excuse me, that <coughs> against a team that at this moment in time is just superior to the fire. Uh, and there's not really anything that the fire could do about it. Um, the second goal we'll get into, and and I I said some stuff in the in my what we learned piece about th- how I find what happened on the Kapelhoff own goal more disturbing than the set piece goals, even though that's sort of you know some of the same symptoms. Uh, and then the third goal by Atlanta for the first time this year, the Fire actually got beat and. All you can say is they got beat. Um, they were just outplayed. The defense was just outplayed. And that, that's really all you can say about Atlanta's third. Um, Lucas Stojanovic got the goal for the fire in a goal that is sort of what we're we're going to come to expect, right? It's a good team goal, get the ball out wide very fast at the the start and you know, a, a very good finish. I think we'll be seeing more of that uh, as the season progresses especially um and I think this goes back to where the goal's coming from. So, um I'm personally not going to get grow tired of it, but no. Um, you know, for, for those out there who, who want more out of this team, that's that's what you're going to see for the time being until the fire makes some moves in the summer. If they make moves in the summer. Oh, I don't know if they hopefully, will. Hopefully they do because... Well, they, they have to. Because I, I'm pretty sure we'll go into this later in regards to the substitutions and the kids, but... Um, well, let's talk about that now. Okay. While we're here, uh, because yeah, that that led off my post game thoughts. Um, well, actually, the fire not having an Ezekiel Barco X factor led off my post game thoughts. But the big one for me was the substitution and lack of um, anything, and it was actually addressed by Wiki post game. I actually have the the quote here, and I'm going to read because he was asked about it. Um, Specifically, uh, Javi Cassis or Alex Mones. Um, Javi Cassis is a midfielder. He's not an offensive player. And Alex Mones right now in this game, I didn't think he was ready to step in there and help us. That's the only thing. He's only 18 years old. He doesn't have any uh, games in this league. That's the reason. Uh, that's why I kept going with the group and didn't stop. That's head coach Rafael Wiki uh, on why he didn't really make any substitutions. 
you know, uh, during the game, and you know, I I wanted to criticize Wiki for that uh, during this podcast, mainly because yeah. he he's straight from the you know United States under seventeen team. You know, he know he should know how to deal with kids, but at the same time, looking at you know the Fires bench, I mean, there's really nothing that you know. Well, you I mean. Really Sure, but at the same time, you have to do something, right? You do have to do something, especially you, you, with um, a depleted squad already. You have so many inju- injuries, and you're you're risking, you know, your healthy players playing a full ninety minutes. Um, you do have to do something, but at the same time, I'd rather take you know a three-one loss against a five-you know-one loss. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, RJ. I mean, mean, at at this point in the season, I personally don't see a difference between losing 3-1 and losing 5-1. I I think it's just, you know, whatever dignity the team has at that point. That's something that I at least want them to say. Look, I, I know there's no difference. It's just, you know. Brian Gutierrez and Mauricio Pineda even though he Pineda is listed as a defender, could have at least come in and, and offered something offensively. Those two specifically. I think at a certain point, you're going to have to play Monis, especially considering the injuries. I I, I think that I, I respect Wiki not wanting to throw your 18-year-olds to the Lions like that. But at some point, that's what you got. And frankly, it's their fault that that's what they got. They only brought in. And, and this is the other thing with only bringing in four signings uh, coming in and then filling out your roster with kids. This, this was preventable, the situation where they, they, uh, had a bench full of teenagers and a manager sort of probably correctly and uh, thinking that they're not ready to play because, you know, they're probably not. Let's be real here. I think a um, team against, you know, a lesser opponent, I, th- I think Wiki would have played them. But against Atlanta, I... I don't think so. I don't think they're ready. Um, sure. I I think that they have to, they they had to though. I I think not doing so is a disservice to your team, frankly, because it it it, it sort of it exposes the fact that you didn't do a good enough job constructing the roster in the offseason. and I think that. That is what really upsets me about the whole situation is like, like I said, while I respect wiki wiki's position on the subject, I don't have any sympathy because they could have done something about it and they just chose not to. Um, your, your main, your, your, you brought in a defender in, Espinoza, who hasn't seen much play, 
You brought in O4, who's doing a great job uh, on the field right now, even though he wasn't really brought in to start. He's done a pretty good job starting um, with all the injuries. Um, but, you know, you sign that one kid who can't come until next year because he's 17 and can't leave his country, leave, you know, your home country for that. <clears throat> um, and. A, a lot of this roster situation, I keep saying, was preventable. And they didn't prevent it. And that's a problem. With that, That's a hole I see in this whole brain trust. Is they failed their first test, which was, you know, having a roster that wouldn't be depleted with four injuries in the preseason. I don't. I don't know what happened during the preseason. To be honest, um, I think I I'm like flabbergasted because you know you have you know a sporting director who who's supposedly you know one of I wouldn't say the best, but you know up there in the echelon in European football, and I know MLS is a different breed, but I think. I, I just don't know. I'm just, you know, for a loss of words. And that's just screwing, you know, everyone in the club over. And, you know, and thank goodness, um, you know, um, Soldier Field can't even be filled to capacity because let's let's be realistic. Who wants to watch this team? I mean, they're very entertaining they, when they, they're they are on. They are very entertaining, but... It's when they're on, they're extremely entertaining. It's just a, you know, there there's entertaining, but there's also being a complete team that's entertaining. Sure. And um, um, I know we said in the, you know, uh, right before we, I'm sorry for sounding lethargic. It's really early in the morning, but yeah. um, I'm. Uh, I know we said in the pre-roll that. Um, Let's go make fun of the Spurs. But I'm going to use them as an example. Um, you know, prior to their cup final, their new interim manager said, even though we lose, you know, we'll still have that DNA. Um, well, you know, if you the, lo- the Fire have, you know, no DNA. Yeah, they'll, they'll play entertaining football, but y- you can only go so far with this team with that. This team doesn't, deserve that trust yet in terms you know we can give them pass with entertaining football and they, they failed well uh-huh. to the top to the tottenham comment and this is a thing about soccer in general and the sort of the soccer mindset um if your dna is bad then there's it's just the same as having no dna anyway so that's what I'll say to the Tottenham man, interim Tottenham manager. Um, I was going to make a slick transition about you being at a loss for words and so are the Fires defense as we transition to talking about the own goal. I mean, um, is there anything, but, like, let's be real, is there anything new other than the own goal issue? Is there, I mean, we've we've basically ran the defense into the ground. At this well, point. yes, yes, because 
Um, what the the one thing we didn't talk about? We've talked about inconsistency and mental errors and shutting off. The one thing we really haven't talked about on the show is the defense's lack of communication. And that's partly because I, the own goal illustrated just how bad it is. Because if you watch it, first of all, Bobby Shuttleworth needs to know that he needs to run out. Because he did. He ran out and tried to catch the ball. But he needs to run out screaming, mine, 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 like a crazed outfielder. You know, trying to catch a pop-up and, and waving off the shortstop in the second baseman. That's that's what he has to do there, and he didn't call for the ball. He didn't let his teammates know that he was coming out for it. Um, the, the second bit is that the players under the ball, I believe it, it was obviously Kapelhoff because he's the one who, put, who ultimately got credit for the own goal, was in the space and the other defenders, bar Shuttleworth, who should have come out and got it, didn't know clearly he was in that space because they all collapsed on the ball in, instead of you know staying with a mark or, or filling some space where... If something bad happens, you know, they can clean it up. That was a failure. It seems to me that the defense just isn't talking to each other. And that is a bigger problem than just, you know, um, falling asleep on a set piece or misjudging a run or you know, turning the ball over in midfield. I mean, Kappelhoff hasn't been with the starting 11 in, you know, quite a long time. Um, there's still some, you sure. know, integration that they need to work out on. I, I think in terms of communication, if it will be a, you know, Calvo-Kappelhoff pairing, and if this does continue to happen uh, five games in, then I think, well, we, we should worry right now, but in five games in, if that's still happening, then something sure. obviously needs to change. But right now, uh, you know, it might be surprising, but I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for, on that part. Well, the thing about Koppelhoff as a player is, is one thing we do know um, is that he, and this is probably the biggest negative of his game, is that he's not very... Uh, demonstrative vocally he doesn't like yelling and screaming and, and getting fired up and stuff and while the latter part of that is fine um you still have to talk a lot to be able to stay organized and track runners and that kind of thing so if that is a, that that's actually kind of a big negative at this point in time where the defense can't get themselves together is you need someone back there who can do that and it's clearly not Calvo and it's not Bobby Shuttleworth who that's probably Shuttleworth's also 
biggest negative as a goalkeeper is, is, is I wouldn't say poor communication skills, but his, his lack of personality uh, between the sticks. Like, like I said, he needed to be the the player who who while running to get that ball just calls everyone off so he can go grab it. Um, if he grabs it, it's still one to one and the fire on the attack and and maybe they get another goal and and take the lead two to one, and it's a completely different ball game. But the not talking, not the also I I, I want to say the not communicating part is also a coaching issue um that the but it's not just a a wiki coaching issue because they were having this problem under ponovich he couldn't get the back line to um talk to each other and and honestly i think at this point after three years of this i think it's a personnel problem the 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 defensive personalities just aren't meshing well um i think and i think wiki needs to be more vocal i i think i'm not trying to say he should you know do but he is you know he's there he's yelling and screaming and giving instructions on the bench he's actually a pretty active head coach he he is i i also don't think you know he, he should go as far as you know the doghouse you know that that ponovich did but he should start laying down the law. I mean, yeah, he seems like a passion merchant, you know, out of the touchline, but, um, you know, w- you know, with a more harder, you know, coach, I think this could be sorted out with. Probably. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see some changes on on the back line against the Red Bulls, but we probably won't. I I I I want I mean, who who do you like other than Pineda, who would you slot in there? Well, I I play Navarro for Bornstein if Navarro's healthy. Um I think Born is Bornstein should get a game off. He was looking a little sluggish. I think two games on, one game off for Jonathan Bornstein is probably where you want him to be uh to okay. save his legs. Uh, I thought Sekulic once again played fine. He got an assist. He was the man of the match uh, on the television broadcast. Uh, he he play, he had a very good game. So I, I think he's earned his starting spot for another week. Um, but I mean, I'd like Pineda in there instead of Calvo. And I'd like Navarro in there for Bornstein. Um... And you know, put the armband on Madron or him or Jimenez. Uh, I think I I I don't I don't know what Wiki sees in Calvo that we don't. And, and obviously, this is this is a years long thing with us here. I'm sure our listenership is tired of us talking about Francisco Calvo. But he's the captain of the squad, and the def- and the the level where he is the captain isn't performing. He's not, and and also he's not performing. He's not. You know, you you have good Calvo and you have bad Calvo. 
we don't get good you don't get good calvo for 90 minutes and that's the problem I, yeah. I would even go as far as saying that good calvo is even mls caliber at this point i think i mean he because he's good calvo for what 10 15 minutes yeah. 30 40 maybe and then you get you know mediocre calvo for the rest of the time until he makes an obvious and that that shouldn't error. be mls sta- like i know i i mean i agree with you that's like sunday league stand that's like you know the uh, folks i play out in the park with I'm, I'm exaggerating right now it's, you, I'm, yeah, I'm trying it's, to, i'm trying to stay awake but uh, well, what i'm trying to fine. say is it's i don't i just don't know i mean calvo just needs to be benched because yeah, he's just not good. Thirty to forty minutes—that that's still unacceptable, especially if you are a captain. Sure, I—I I mean, I completely agree with you, and I want to see Mauricio Pineda in there instead of Calvo. But you're not going to bench your captain. There, there are you, plenty it, of other it, teams out there to do. Well, who does. but here's the thing with Calvo: the second you bench Calvo, he's gone for the rest. You're never seeing him again. In- that's the other thing. That's like. And I trust me. Personally, uh, personally is probably the wrong word because there aren't really personal feelings involved. But like, from a tactical and and you know club standpoint, I wouldn't mind not seeing Francisco Calvo again. But from a inside the locker room perspective, you're just gonna lose him if you bench him. That's the other thing is if he. And then that's not that's that's not a trade of a leader right there, right? I totally agree, which is why I thought putting the armband on him was a joke in the first place. But because that, that's really what happened in um, Minnesota. Minnesota is Adrian Heath benched him, and you know he became a problem. Um, I don't know how you put the armband on him. That's just weird. I, I mean, uh, I'm speculating here, um, but, you know, through Instagram, it seems like his only close friend is um, uh, uh, Madron. So, sure. I, I mean, is he really going to lose a dressing room? And that's that's just speculation. No, I'm, that's I, just... I don't mean... I, I'm not worried about Wiki losing the draft. I mean, anymore. no, I'm not. I'm worried is, about is that Calvo spreading his, um, you know, that bad vibes, you know, in the dressing room when sure realistically only has a few friends there. And I'm just basing this off Instagram, so you know, I, I'm basically you know chatting hot air right now. But yeah, um, I feel you. Uh, I think that it is a bit of a problem. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be something to, to think about. I, I personally, I think it's, it's worth it. I think that Calvo, like the risk of losing Calvo, I think is worth it to make yourself a better soccer team. Um, and, and I think Mauricio Pineda is better than Francisco Calvo. He's probably better than Kapelhoff at this point, but 
I don't know. We'll see. Um, Saturday, the fire take on the New York Red Bulls. Uh, did you watch any of the Red Bulls Galaxy game on Sunday where Chicharito got a hat trick? I, I didn't, but uh, that, I was hoping that wouldn't happen because uh, it's, it's not really an agenda against Chicharito, but uh, I kind of liked seeing him pale last season. So um, I uh, I didn't watch that game. Um, I think I saw the, um, I want to say, sport. I saw bits of the sporting um, Red Bulls game. Yeah. And I, so... The Red Bulls, by the way, are in fact the team in last place at the moment in the Eastern Conference, which if you had asked me if the Red Bulls would be in last place in the Eastern Conference, I would have laughed at you. I, I said this in the beginning. They were going to flounder. It's, it's. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll have some mid-season you know, revival, but I don't think it's their year. Um. Well, they probably need another year to get back to, to them. Um. The other thing is, I didn't. Frankie Amaya, by the way, got a little bit of a run out for uh, the Red Bull. So that's going to be interesting to see whether or not Amaya starts against the Fire. Um, Do you rate him? Amaya? Oh, yeah. I think he's very good. I saw bits of him, um, you know, when he was playing for Cincinnati, and I thought "Mm, it was okay. Yeah. I, I think he's very good. He was one of the bright spots on that Cincinnati team, who, by the way, are still a dumpster fire. So that hasn't changed, despite the fact like I've like FC Cincinnati was supposed to be good, and it turns out they're still a dumpster fire, which is interesting. Um, Andrew Goodman came uh, scored a goal against LA, but aside from that, he really didn't have that great of a game. His passing percentage was only like 64%, and the game before that, it was 56%. Um, I said on Twitter that I thought Wait, that... I thought, I thought he signed with uh, Atlanta. No, he's with the Red Bulls. I'm just so, watching this preseason. Oh, yes, he did. So, oh, he's on loan to the Red Bulls, I see. Now. Yeah. So... Um, I actually don't think he played very well. I actually think the fire probably dodged a bullet with him by not signing him. I actually don't think he's very good. I think he's like fine. He's like replacement level, but I think Jonathan Mornstein and I think Boris Sekulich is better. I think probably Espinosa is going to turn out to be better. Um, I, I think the backlash was just, just folks not liking another academy product go to waste, but um, I I remember his time in Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, it wasn't that pretty, and I think nope. I um, with Charlotte. I think I catched one game online, and there it was nothing spectacular as well. So. Yeah, I, I so that's that's interesting. So you think? Look, the Fire are probably going to run over the Red Bulls' defense because the Red Bulls' defense isn't particularly great. Uh, They also have given up five goals in two games, just like the Fire have, except that while a majority of the Fires have been off of restarts and 
you know, unfortunate timing and whatever, the, the Red Bulls are actually giving up goals during open play while the fire are not. Um, so th- th- that is a positive on the defense is the fire have only given up one goal in open play, like where they actually get beat. So, so when the defense does perform, they do actually perform pretty well. Um, which, which, which is actually a very interesting phenomenon about how the fire defense is actually pretty good until they're not, which, which is you know, an interesting wrinkle in this whole thing. I think it's just, I think they're not good, period. The fire's defense? I, I think it's just waiting to crack at any moment. And sure, it, but... You know, they, they can get lucky, you know, for 20 or 30 minutes, but... But, I mean, when they're going well, they're going well until they stop going well. It's like, it's like a really high... The, the fire's defense is like a really high-performance engine that is extremely unreliable so i guess they're an italian sports car engine fix it again tony <laughs> right exactly they're they the fire's defense is a uh high performance italian engine when it's going well it's one of the best it, it's great uh it, when it's humming along smoothly but it's gonna you know at some point it's gonna break down and it's gonna cost a fortune to fix you know side note i've i've been always I've always wanted to make a Fiat joke on this podcast for some reason. Go for it. Ch- no, I already did. By saying oh, fix it did. again, Tony. Uh, fix, fix, fix it again, Tony. Right. So Congratulations, you got your Fiat joke in. Um, anyway. Uh, I think that will should about do it. Uh, what do you think is going to – What do you think, uh, before we get out of here, is going to happen against the uh, Red Bulls? Because I actually think the Fire are probably going to win this game. It's going to be a – 2 0 win, and anything less than that, I would be legitimately disappointed. Like, honestly, if you can't get past this Red Bulls team, then I don't know. Well, there you have it. RJ says 2 0. I think it's probably going to be two or three goals for the fire, and one at least. Because there's going to be a breakdown somewhere, and, and they're going to get a goal out of it. Own goal from Calvo or Capital <laughs> So, so 4 to nothing. Uh,. Except one just counts for the other team. That's it for us here at the Hotcast. You can get at us on Twitter at the Hotcast. You can listen to us, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you get your fine podcasts. Except for Stitcher. I'm actually not entirely sure what's going on with Stitcher. Um, hopefully, I'll figure that out. Uh, but until then, we will see you next week. Say goodbye, RJ. Bye.